Anogazi, and this is Nigeria Daily. For so many years, Nigeria has been struggling with poor electricity supply, often as a result of generation and transmission problems. In 2022 alone, the country's national grid has collapsed seven times, an average of two times in every three months so far. It is no longer news to Nigerians that a national grid has collapsed. What exactly is happening with the country's electricity sector? Daily Trust Energy Editor gives us an insight into the story behind the situation. I am Simon Echewofun Sunday, the Energy Editor of Daily Trust. Yeah, this is the seventh time actually this year, and the latest one that happened, 10.51 a.m. on Monday, uh, the, the transmission company of Nigeria, TCN, has not put a face to what really caused it, but they said the immediate cause was frequency disturbance, that there was a low frequency and then the grid tripped off. Now, by what we understand or officials understand about low frequency is that currently we have a grid that does around 5,000, 4,500 average megawatts of electricity every day. And uh, that's shared among 23 or so generation companies. Even the process, one of the turbines of these generation companies loses power, and maybe that turbine is generating up to 400. It means the grid decreases to 3,000 or 4,000, as the case may be. There are times when the grid, uh, when when the multiple of these kind of things occur, the generation goes down to like 2,000 megawatts. An official have said that once it's around 2,000 megawatt, the grid is already stable. One, the grid my the, the, the voltage is high, and if the voltage is above 50 hertz, there's a problem. It may likely trip off. If the voltage is below 49 hertz also, that is if there is so much load demand and the power generation is still low, uh, that is low voltage, it can also cause a trip off. So like in the scenario of yesterday, low frequency means there was so much, there was a trip off or maybe one or two generation pull out and the, the, the voltage was very low that the grid could not bear it and it had to, according to officials, partially collapse. With how this has been, how our electrician has been over the years now, do you see an end to this as one who covered this field for a long time? Yes. I can, let's say, between 2010 and up to 2020. Yeah, currently, we, we've had over 200 and something system collapses, and they're categorized into, you know, partial and total. And we had more total collapses than partial. Last year was the list with four instances, four occurrences. And this year, we have had seven already. But then, I, I think uh, there is much more in terms of uh, improvement in managing the, the, the grid stability. Because as at then, there was something we call spinning reserve. In the past, when we had these issues, we had spinning reserves running. But now we don't even have spinning reserve. And the system operator, uh, the transmission company of Nigeria, is trying its best to manage the situation. The other thing that has improved now is the grid collapsed around 11, uh, 10.51 a.m. on Monday. And by 12.36, some pockets of, you know, places already had power. Mm -hmm. And then by 11.12 a.m. last night, almost every place that needed to have electricity already had electricity. So the speed at which the grid is being recovered after a collapse is faster than what it was in the past. Okay. So hopefully, if more effort is made and maybe government increases generation and distribution, transmission and distribution capacity, maybe these things might be minimized. That was Simon Echefwon, Daily Trust Energy Editor, speaking. 
Experiencing total blackout is not new to Nigerians as they seem to have adjusted to epileptic electricity supply in the country. How do Nigerians feel about the so many collapse of the greed? My colleague Bisola Fatoye went on the streets of Abuja to find out. Which sector of the Nigerian economy is properly functioning? There is none. The entire government is a fraud. It's a fraud. It's a fraud. The entire system is collapsing in every area. Everywhere you touch, none is working properly. So, but we trust God that, because that's the only hope we have, trust in God, that things will get better eventually. Hi, so my name is Kinsley. Uh, for the national grid collapse, um, it, I just feel it's really, really, it's a very, it's a very, very pathetic situation that our uh, national grid will be collapsing for like the seventh time after, and there is no lasting solution to, to it. So I just feel it's a very, we're in a very, very sad state that something as a national grid will be collapsing for these amounts of time and nothing is being done about it. We only just hear them saying, okay, uh, we get it fixed or we want to improve the, um, the, the the megawatts and yet again, we don't even get it improved. So I just feel something, they just need to be like a lasting solution. They should be intentional about what they say. Hello, my name is Oluwa Shell. This now national grid collapsing is, is getting too much, uh, like seven times in a year. And it's, I think by now the solution is supposed to have been provided because the present government promised us a lasting electricity. Um, and this is eight years going to the end and we have not even found a solution. My name is Major Jerry. And um, well, what I will have to say about, or what I have to say about the grid collapse is that government is not doing anything good about it to salvage the situation at all. Truth be told is that even uh, neighboring countries like Kotonu, I once served in Kotonu and for once I've, done, I've not heard anything that has to do with it and rumors has it that Nigeria is the one giving them electricity even down to Niger and I feel that there are various ways to salvage this. If the government carry out proper ways to uh, go about this I, I, feel, I feel that they are doing Less. My name is Faith Fatima Fever. Yes, of course. It's disappointment all over, everywhere. It's disappointment, as you can see. There is nowhere that is, they didn't disappoint people. So as for me, disappointment all over. Those were some Nigerians speaking. You are listening to Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. We'll be going on break to stay. You are welcome back. This is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. In this episode, we are looking at why Nigeria is still battling with epileptic power supply. Before we went on break, our energy editor gave us details into the happenings in the country power sector. Some Nigerians also told us how they feel about the numerous collapses of the national greed. The case of epileptic power supply has been a problem for so long. However, this is a thing of the past elsewhere in Africa and around the world. What is happening in Nigeria? Where did we go wrong? A power expert educates us. Okay, yeah, I'm Kunle Kolaolubio, President of uh, Nigeria Consumer Protection Network. I was a member of the National Technical Investigative Panel on Power System Collapses, System Stability and Reliability in June uh, 2013. And in August 2020, I was a member of the Presidential Ad Hoc Committee on review of electricity tariff in Nigeria. We all agree that the national power grid is uh, obsolete and frail in a bad shape. 
Uh, it's just like a typical vehicle. If you, on the street language, you say those who use this uh, vehicle for uh, what's it called, uh, kabu kabu or transport business. If you have a vehicle, just like any other operational something that has a <clears throat> mechanical component, you don't use your generator, household generator or vehicle for over a long period of time. Now we're talking about uh, some as, as, as far back as uh, 40, 50 years. So if you have an equipment that you are using every day, you don't change the oil, you don't change the rings, you don't do the overhauling. Definitely, at a point, your household generator is either it start coming with low current, or it will even stop functioning at all. So it's just a simple uh, logic that uh, this equipment that we have, some of them need to be rested. Some of the equipment we have on grid, the components, the original manufacturers are not no longer in existence. Some of the companies have shut down. Mm. So we need to invest heavily on the. Uh, grid network, and we are not doing exactly that. There are a lot of issues. From the point of uh, frequency load management, mm. there is a threshold on which or at which the national frequency, frequency load management has been agreed or been benchmarked uh, 50 hours, and uh, that is the frequency you're supposed to maintain uh, the, the load frequency. And so you have devices on the network that are installed naturally that's supposed to serve as a, create a swing and manage the distortion in frequency. Now, for comfort, all the load uh, center managers from transmission, the discos, load mm. utilization centers, they'll be asked to save for purpose of safety. Mm. Let's, part of this 5,000 that we are going to generate, let's pick XY volume of uh, grid, say 4,000, and leave, you know, 1,000 as a reserve. If out of temptation, some decide now from any of the centers to pick in excess of, you know, it's going to be higher on the on the frequency load management side. Now, if out of deliberate load rejection, the disco, the disco decide to pick load lower than the threshold that has been allocated because. You know that the estimated customer's uh, 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 window, whether they give their electricity or not, they will always slam them with a fixed monthly, fixed monthly uh, price. bill. Yes. Yes. So whether they pick the load or not, apart from the metered customers at different layers, they will still get their money because mm -hmm. their rate is fixed. It's fixed. So if a disco now want to game the system and pick lesser load uh, uh, below the threshold, it will equally create the swing. So in most cases, on the network, there are devices that, on the frequency load management scheme, that devices, some of the distribution company have deliberately uh, disrupted the indicators that are supposed to measure, give the, the details to national control center. They will make sure that they are non-functional so that they can pick in excess of their load. Okay, so at this point now, having said all of this, what is the way forward? Because most countries have moved on past this. We go to even countries within Africa, they don't have a problem with electricity. You spoke on maintenance, you spoke on um, um, discos picking way beyond their load or way below their load now. So what is the mm. way forward? By the 21st century, countries are evolving and Nigeria is still struggling with um, epileptic Good. That, power that's supply. That's a very valid uh, point. You just raised, you just 
uh, had the fact that we are in the 21st century. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately for us, we are in the 21st century in the electricity sector and in the oil and gas sector, but we are running on 19th century technology. So if you say you are doing turnaround maintenance and you go and just whitewash or do paintings of the uh, the pipe or the doctor pipe without going to the real uh, equipment that is the nucleus of the refinery, just like the grid, there's uh, what we call EMS scheme. The, our grid is obsolete. It is not automated. We have issues with our spinning reserve. We, we don't have uh, enough uh, black start for the generation. Our generation, we cannot even monitor the actual generation scientifically. If our grid has the SCIDA system, it's like a, 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 a computer system that allows you virtually from the Comfort National Control Center, they can monitor the energy flow and management. Okay. And once we are not doing that, we are just doing like um, energy Buddhism. We are operating like Babalawo or magicians. Okay. You don't, the high time we move from energy Buddhism or operating like Babalawo or Miboka or these things, it's not done. This is scientific equipment. Okay, but do you think we have what it takes to do this? Do we think we have what it takes to move? We are far, far from it. We are just pouring deodorants on the cancer. We need to ostracize the cancer and tell ourselves the truth. For example, now, look at the issue of metering now. Meters that manufacturers or assembly can design to be discourse tailored or discourse specific. But we are creating a not unnecessary bottleneck, uh, getting bureaucrats involved because of corruption. If you travel to southeast, south, south, on some other part of the country, you see that under the transmission grid towers, there are a lot of heavy, heavy trees growing under them. They're not supposed to be. To be yeah. mm. So what we need to do now is that the regulatory institutions that government, they, they are being paid or serviced with taxpayers' money, they need to be to rise above board and be incorruptible arbiter. So we need regulatory ecosystem to be cleaned up and be effective and assertive, okay. not toothless. That was Kunle Ulubio, a power expert, speaking. Hmm. When will we have a Nigeria with uninterrupted power supply? We wait and watch. God bless Nigeria. And that wraps up the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production and you can download this and other episodes of our podcast on dailytrust.com, bossprouts.com, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and TuneIn Radio. You can also listen in on NAS FM 89.9 in Yola, Unity FM 93.3 in Joss, Badegi Radio 90.1 in Mina and Sawaba FM 104.9 in Hadeja. If you intend to sponsor an episode of Nigeria Daily, call us or send us a message via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390. Or you can reach us via our social media handles on Instagram and Twitter at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at Daily Trust. My name is Lilian Ogazi. Thank you for listening and bye for now. Mm-hmm.